Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Everybody, welcome back in. Come join the party. Jump in the pool. The water is doing or looking great. It's feeling good. Hope you are doing well. Thursday, August 26th. The year is dwindling before our very eyes. No worries, though. We're here to talk about some good old-fashioned Kansas Jayhawk basketball action. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Jonas Nordman here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Your Number one podcast network, your number one home for really anything that's amazing in the podcast world. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? <laughs> little brain fart to start the day. No worries. I apologize for this relatively late release of this episode, but I think a lot of people listen to it on Fridays regardless. So as long as it's out on Thursday, we're all good. Um, thank you for listening. Can't say that enough. Pass it along to all your Jayhawk basketball friends. Or if there's if you don't like the show and there's someone you don't like, as I always say, then pass along the show as well. I'll take the numbers regardless if they're cool or not. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm recording and posting a smidge late, I'm just a little, little messed up on time right now. Uh, I just got back from North Carolina yesterday, so I'm jet lagged as all hell. Um, y'all come down now record the show here in North Carolina. What was I doing there in North Carolina? I actually was down in Winston-Salem on Danny Manning's behalf. Um, went over to Wake Forest University, and I said, guys, come on. This is a living legend, college basketball legend. He's coached under Bill Self, former top draft pick, former L.A. Clipper. Come on. I, was, I went to Wake Forest pleading for Danny, and they said, did you see his record while you were here? I said, thank you for your time. And I turned tail. <laughs> no, I was there well, visiting my mother. Uh, she picked up a new job in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Saw a friend who was playing in a tennis tournament down there, an ATP event, as they are warming up for the U.S. Open next week. So really cool, cool town uh, for those of you who have been through there. Uh, nice little downtown area. Then uh, as you sort of get out away from the center of the city, I know the burbs. I didn't explain. I didn't explore the city too much, to be honest. There's a lot of tennis watching and sort of chilling. Uh, the humidity and the heat was unbearable, but alas, I am home. I am safe. I am sound, and I've got thoughts. Really, only two topics today. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to talk about North Carolina for some reason, uh, let me know. The social media accounts are easily access- easily accessible. Twitter. Instagram, probably the best places you can find me. And uh, yeah, my live journal's not really active anymore. Same with my MySpace. So Twitter and Twitter and Instagram, best places these days. Moving on, here's what we're going to talk about. I feel like I'm going to have a pretty K-State heavy day for some reason. 
Uh, the first reason is because they inserted themselves into the news because, well, they can't exist without Kansas. A little teaser there. And I will have my thoughts, reactions, diatribe on the announced alliance, and I'll get it out of the way. Yeah, I was wrong about that. <laughs> you know, I, I left last Thursday. I, re- I recorded the episode uh, last week saying, don't worry about it. Why would they release it on a Friday in the evening? And here we are. Although, well, we'll get into it. So again, get after me. Get after the Believe Podcast Network online. They're producing a lot of great shows these days. And let's get into the news. So this came out two days ago. And I don't even know how I wanted to go about this other than just to react, make fun of, sort of chide the two schools involved. So I guess this started in March after Kansas lost to USC in the NCAA March Madness Tournament. You may or may not remember, um, it didn't go very well for the Jayhawks. It was a close game in the sense that the deficit wasn't triple digits. (laughs) Kansas thoroughly outplayed by the Trojans and uh, lottery pick Evan Mobley. So I I guess... The, st- the student senate from Kansas State, I guess they did this in April, but it went viral just two days ago. They passed a commendation. They commended USC for their victory over Kansas. And it's just, I just feel like I'm sitting here talking about a bunch of losers right now. Right? Like, why do you... First of all, K-State was garbage last year. Before you start talking about other teams, why don't you make the NCAA tournament? <laughs> and they even bring that up in the commendation. They say, with the lack of K-State basketball in the 2021 NCAA tournament, K-State students and fans had to revert to cheering against KU. So instead, you know, this was our first March Madness in over a year. We missed the 2020 version of it. Instead of sitting down, enjoying the spectacle that was March Madness and the fact that it was back, and this was a really great tournament this year. I had a lot of fun watching it, and that was even with Kansas getting lambasted by USC and having a pretty mediocre, lackluster performance against Eastern Washington. Go Eags. And despite that, the main focus for K-State was cheering against Kansas. And once Kansas lost second round to USC, the K-State Student Senate thought it was in their best interest to send something along to USC, thanking them. And to a somewhat lesser degree, how lame is this from USC basketball that they tweeted this? Here's the actual tweet, August 24th at USC underscore hoops. Kansas State's student government passed an official commendation to USC for beating Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Laughing emoji. Then a picture of Isaiah Mobley holding up the commendation with the official transcript. And then they showed the video of the measure stated that a hearty go Trojans be uttered by K-State student senators. Losers. And again, this goes to show K-State is nothing 
without Kansas. Kansas does something, they react. Kansas loses, oh, we're going to insert ourselves in the in the situation. Kansas might be whispering and talking to the Big Ten. K-State's going around, thumping their chest, saying, don't do this. How, how could anyone do this to the Big 12? And to KU's credit, Kansas basketball's credit, I've I've given their Twitter account, whoever runs the social media, a little grief over the last couple of years. I think they're a little corny. Someone was paid a lot of money to come up with the, the slogan, lock in, and to use it on every piece of social media that they do. But they responded yesterday, quote, tweeting USC's tweet, which is two words saying rent free. That's well done. And perfectly surmised. Yeah. (laughs) Kansas just living in the minds of K-State. Do you think we cared when Colin Klein and K-State didn't end up winning the national championship in football whenever they lost a bowl game or a game that kept them out of the BCS in, what was it, like 2012? No. Do you think KU fans really cared when Jacob Pullen and K-State were going on a little run? I think they made the Elite Eight back in, I think, 2010. No. Sure, there's probably some trash talk out there between friends. Houses divided. But Kansas basketball never sent anything. <laughs> Get out of here. Get your own life. Losers. I mean, God, I, I'm a little embarrassed for USC basketball. Why would you post that? I know that like football season's coming up and USC fans are about to really focus and get back on their, their train of wanting to fire their head football coach because they're going to underperform considered or compared to the talent that they have on that team. But on USC basketball. I think you're better than that. I think. At least I thought so. All right. I don't know. I honestly I thought about reaching out to like the student senator or the student senate leader and inviting him on, but I didn't want to give them the attention that they clearly want. And the fact that I, I've spent five minutes or so even talking about it, it's probably more of a bad look on me because I'm giving it that attention. I did think about it, though, but I don't think that would have gone well for anybody. And after today, I think it just needs to die out. So let's move on. Again, let me say this. I was wrong. I said, don't read into this alliance, ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten. Well, they had a cute little Zoom meeting. The three commissioners of those conferences got on and they said, we've got ourselves a little alliance. How adorable. Now, it's a little weird. Because none of those conferences signed a contract. They basically just said, it's all a friendly handshake. We're all good. We're buds here. We're aligning. What could go wrong, right? (laughs) 
It's just an agreement. What are the benefits? I really don't know. I really don't know what they're doing for each other other than just like sort of building up a wall against the SEC. Like hold the line. Hold the line. Don't get picked off by the SEC. Clemson, I'm looking at you. I know you're down there in South Carolina. You stay right here. You're staying in the ACC, young man. Hold it. Hold off those advances. Also, quote-unquote, scheduling. Ooh, now we can come up with some really juicy matchups between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. So you know what that means. I hope everyone's getting hot and heavy for those football and basketball matchups of Washington State versus, oh, I don't know, Pitt. Woo! I just about fell out of my chair thinking about that. Rutgers, Colorado. Thank God for this alliance. How cool is this? Oh, by the way, because it's going to be for football, basketball, both men's and women's, uh, the ACC and the Big Ten already have the ACC Big Ten basketball challenge every year. Way to really rattle the cages of college athletics, guys. Here's another idea. How about you stop being a bunch of, well, I used a much stronger word here in my notes. I'll say, how about you stop being a bunch of wusses and just schedule each other regardless? Like, like let's have some good non-conference games anyways. About this soft hand-holding of these conferences. Oh, and by the way, I know they're trying to hold off the SEC. It's Big Ten, ACC. Pac-12, in it together. Oh, and just announced yesterday and made official today, USC and LSU, who are in the SEC, if you didn't know, announced a big football game in 2024, which is really not that far down the road. (laughs) Hold firm. Hold up that middle finger to the south. That's right, boys. Oh, USC, what are you doing over there? Oh, okay. Well, you have a fun game then in Vegas, but the rest of us hold firm. God, idiots. So they announced the alliance. Then two premier programs go and schedule a game regardless. Now, I keep saying three conferences, right? Where's the Big 12? Well, if we may. Let's say a little prayer for the Big 12. Here lies the Big 12, formerly of the Big 8. It's gone through many iterations over the years. It led a good life. It it provided some good memories. It provided some good controversies. Provided some good banter. But here it lies. The Big 12 is dead. We sort of figured that already, right? Once Texas and Oklahoma, F you, once Texas and Oklahoma left the conference. But it doesn't help that the Big 12 now just has a useless, terrible, and insipid worm of a commissioner in Bob Bowlesby. And I, I just came up with that terminology now. Insipid is like bland, like nothing to it, no spice. But I feel like it carried some weight. And it kind of works, right? 
He's done nothing. The decaying carcass of the Big 12 has been laying at his feet for about nine years now, and nothing has been done to prop it back up, inject some life into this beautiful thing. Here's the, here's the timeline of Bob Bowsby. Joins in 2012. They bring in West Virginia. They bring in TCU. And apparently, he and the conference thought, okay, we can sit back. We've fixed everything. Let's congratulate each other, pat ourselves on the back, accept the, the, the plaudits. We've done well. We saved the Big 12 with 10 teams, mind you. Everything's great. So now we can sit back for nine years and do absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, the ACC picks up another, another its own network, essentially, with ESPN. The SEC continues to grow. They have their own network. Big Ten Network's been great ever since they started it. Pac-12 Network's terrible. But what is the Big 12 Network? It's like buried at Thursday nights on ESPN2 and on ESPN+. Plus. There is no Big 12 Network. It's just a series of programming that sometimes you'll find if you're staying up late. Brought to you by you know, Valero or Dr. Pepper. Phillips 66, <laughs> there is no Big 12 network. It's just like a Big 12 network series of programming doing nothing to promote the product. Meanwhile, your two big foundational landmark, I was about to say franchises, but schools of the conference are plotting in the shadows. A couple of Benedict Arnold's. And they leave and they go to the SEC. Now, it's been, what, a month, month plus since we heard the news that Texas and Oklahoma were about to leave? Nothing's been done. And not only that, the three other major players in college football, the SEC, sorry, the Big, <laughs> Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, went and joined forces together. They aligned together and said, no, thank you. We have no need for you, Big 12. Utterly pathetic. <laughs> hey, guys, we're, we do major college football also. Oh, oh, you do? We're talking about this alliance over here. We'll get back to you. All right, so I've, I've kept him at arm's length. Should we just do the press conference tomorrow then? Yeah. Okay, Big 12, we'll get to you later. And then the gall of those other three commissioners say, oh, yeah, the Big 12 is important to the FBS and to college athletics. Well, if it's that important, you would have included them. But it doesn't matter because they have a paperweight of a commissioner. It's, it's, this is utterly pathetic what's happened in this conference. So the Pac-12 just announced today just today on Thursday, that they are not going to expand their conference at the time being. But once Oklahoma and once Texas do officially leave for the SEC, it's going to be all hands on deck. Then we'll see. But I would say that today's announcement is a bit of a blow to the aforementioned Kansas State Wildcats, who I think we're sort of banking on the Pac-12, them in like Oklahoma State. So 
with the announcement today that the Pac-12 is not expanding, it has allowed everyone online to, to believe that the best idea for the Big 12 is expansion of their own. <laughs> Look, this is the Kansas basketball show, so this is from a Kansas perspective, but there's no point. We're really going to replace Oklahoma and Texas titans of college athletics and especially college football, which is this is truly about with the pipe dreams of BYU who independent, by the way, why would they join a conference? Like the Mormon fan base isn't going to be enough to overcome the losses of Texas and Oklahoma, but we're thinking potentially about BYU, Colorado state, Boise state. That's not going to work. In what world are the Boise States and even BYU? Let's just say BYU for some reason makes the awful mistake of not being independent anymore and joining a conference. How is that going to make up for losing Oklahoma and Texas? What are the eyeballs going to be drawn to during football season? Matt Campbell is going to leave Iowa State one of these days. They're not really competing on a national level anyways. So Iowa State will go back to the doldrums. And then your top football programs are once again like Oklahoma State, who never wins anything big in football or basketball. Um, <laughs> K-State, Bill Snyder ain't coming back. So no, they're, they're back to being toilet fodder. I mean, come on. This is, this is all basically leading me to saying Kansas and Travis Goff, the athletic director, need to leave. It's not up for debate. They need to do everything they can really to join the Big Ten for the reasons I've stated before. They need to give the ultimate middle finger to K-State, say, you stay in that decaying, car decaying carcass of a conference. Wow. We're going to go up here to this thriving metropolis of a conference. And you go do what you got to do. If you want to go to the Pac-12, you do that. You travel from Manhattan up to Seattle. See how that goes. Manhattan, Kansas, of course. <laughs> so... Look, Kansas needs to get out of the Big 12. Get out of Dodge. Get out of Dodge City, Kansas. Because there is nothing happening. Even if they expand, that's not going to help Kansas. Oh, how cool. We've invited Houston and Cincinnati to this new, wonderful Big 12. Get out of here. That does nothing for you. Look at UConn. Look at UConn, right? I know like some of what's happened to them is probably because Kevin Ollie had like a brief flash as a head coach at the beginning of his tenure at UConn and like ended up not being that great, but they were in the big East. They were relevant. They were competitive. They were winning championships. Kimba Walker, right? They go to the American athletic conference. Never to be seen again. And if the big 12 goes the route, of 
Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, Boise State. The Big 12 is just going to turn into essentially another American athletic conference. And I know Kansas is a little bit more steeped in tradition and maybe a little bit better funded and perhaps better run and Bill Self's a better head coach than the transition of Jim Calhoun to Kevin Ollie. But it's just an example that popped in my head. And growing up, and even when I was in school, and up until pretty recently, I mean, UConn is, was a power. And now they're irrelevant. That comes with conference funding. That comes with competition. That comes with being seen on TV and recruits seeing you on TV. I'm just saying, I feel like there's a little parallel there. Uh, again, and I know if they brought in Houston, UH, Kelvin Sampson, Quentin Grimes now went to the NBA. Like they are somewhat of a power right now. They're a really good program, really solid. Made it to the Elite Eight. Made it to the Final Four. Had a, had a deep run regardless. It's just not the same. So Kansas needs to get out. That's my thoughts on the Alliance. Um, two topics carried us the whole way. Appreciate you listening. Have a great weekend. Looks like there's another heat wave coming through. Uh, those of you on the East Coast, I don't know if the hurricane has already worked its way through, passed on its way. Regardless, uh, take care, stay safe, stay vigilant, and I will speak with you next week. And as always, rock job. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.